let's break these down and talk about them as a group of guys that are all doing it. It's not like a consultant or something. This is, you know, a group of eight or 10 people in the room who are running successful organizations that can say, well, when this happened in my organization, this is what I did successfully. And that's a game changer. You're listening to Estimate Rocket Radio, the hassle-free online software for service contractors that keep your business running from lead to pay. We want your business to grow, so we make it easy to get your job done. Hi, everyone. It is a great day at Estimate Rocket Radio, and I want to give you all a very warm welcome. My name is Kathleen. I'm the Director of Sales here at Estimate Rocket, and I am joined by my very dynamic co-host, Chris Shank, who is the leader of education and engagement here at Estimate Rocket. Hey, Chris, how are you today? I'm really good and excited to talk about what's happening in the commercial painting industry. It's kind of something we don't always focus on. I know. And and what's even more exciting is we not only have one guest today, we have two. And they pretty much rock the painting industry. We have Mike Stanley with us. He is the executive director at the Commercial Painting Industry Association. And to say that really quick, we call it the CPIA. And we have Erin Moore, who's the owner of Precision Painting and Decorating, but he's also the co-founder at CPIA. We talk with Aaron and Mike about what's happening in commercial painting, how big businesses are thriving, how newer businesses or people new into commercial painting are doing. Is it a benevolent environment for new companies coming in? Is it hostile? How are people adapting to economic change in the commercial painting space? We're always excited to hear from the good people at CPIA. So Aaron and Mike, welcome to Estimate Rocket Radio. It's so wonderful to have you with us today. Thanks, Kathy. Great to be here. Yeah, good to talk to you again, Kathy. Okay, guys, super excited to have you. I know there's a lot of new stuff developing at the Commercial Painting Industry Association, the CPIA. And we just want to talk with you about one is what's new at CPIA. And then we want to hear more about what's kind of changing in the commercial business world, which you guys have your finger on the pulse of. So let's just ask you, I'm sure, Mike, you're the one to answer this, but what's what's new? What's happening at CPIA this year? Well, Chris, you know, how much time do I have? Um, you know, it, there, there's a lot going on, really. You know, so the CPIA was created about a handful of years ago by uh, a couple of uh, commercial painting contractors in the Midwest, in the Chicago region, that um, felt a need. Uh, and realized there was a hole in the market for, you know, uh, companies that uh, that run commercial painting operations. And and these two gentlemen created, and Aaron was certainly one of them, uh, created the CPIA at the time with the idea that they were going to build a community of, uh, of like-minded professionals that are in the same business that can grow and share and learn from each other. Uh, and that kind of mission, if you will, for the CPIA is, has really taken off for us. It's, it's remarkable. I was just looking at the, even the membership numbers for the CPIA just this morning. And, um, and our, our increase uh, year over year is, is about 10 X, which is, which is really, really, really impressive. So, you know, that, that's been great just to know that, you know, there are commercial painting operations out there that realize that the CPIA can be valuable to them and uh, they're interested in joining us is, is a great sign. And we have 
oh, I have to tell you, just dozens of others that we're in communication with that are interested in being a part of the, the CPIA community as well. But, you know, so, you know, the new stuff that's going on with us, it's obviously this tremendous growth in our membership. Uh, it's in a unique relationship with so many of the suppliers, our industry partners in the market that are obviously very interested in accessing us and communicating with our membership as well. And uh, just in and around developing a, a better communication between our members and with the market, we've created uh, a number of, of vehicles to do that. You know, we started Commercial Painting Magazine about about a year and a half ago. That's going very, very well. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, a monthly newsletter that goes out on behalf of the CPIA. Uh, we have regularly scheduled uh, webinars. Uh, that come out on a monthly basis that are topic driven, that are very well attended and um, uh, doing quite well. And then I think probably one of the the biggest things that we're doing, really a, a really a value proposition for our membership, is the fact that we continue to develop peer groups uh, within the organization. Uh, just recently, we had some large success with our uh, leader peer groups, if you will, the owner operators of our member firms. We've got three or four of them. And then we developed uh, a leadership development peer group recently that has started and they're interacting on a regular basis and just learning a ton from each other. So uh, uh, a lot going on and right around the corner too. I'm sorry, right around the corner is is the uh, is the annual second annual CPIA right. leadership leadership conference yeah yeah which we're going to be present at right yeah we can't wait yeah tom and kathy are going to be there going to be awesome i'm glad Mm. you guys i'm glad estimate rocket's going to be a part of it you know we did our first one last october and the inaugural leadership conference for the group and you know we had a a tremendous group of people there that were very involved and uh, got a lot out of it and and right now we're we're probably twice the registration already from from just last year for this year's event. Nice. So, That's fantastic. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. And can I ask you real quick before we get to the next next question, the the peer groups that you guys do throughout the year, is that what you would consider to be one of your core offerings? I mean, something maybe that prompted CPIA to start would would it be these peer groups where contractors can get together of similar size and in industry focus? and talk about how they're growing their business and compare stories and, you know, kind of co-op strategies to say, how are we going to take over the industry in a good way and set the bar higher and, and edge out some of the low ballers? And is this kind of what the, the idea behind the peer groups are? And do you think that's a core offering of what you guys do? I do. I do. I, I, I believe, and I, I talk to the members every day, and, and the delegates of the companies, the member companies that participate in the peer groups tell me that their participation is, is so valuable and what they garner and get from these uh, relationships that they've created and continue to develop with the other members of their peer group uh, really has been very rewarding for them. You know, not just personally, but obviously, you know, in, in running their business better and operations and uh, just all manner of things that relate to running a, a commercial painting operation. It, it truly is uh, 
no, a tremendous benefit. Aaron could probably talk more about some of the specifics that uh, the peer groups uh, talk about and deal with. To answer the question, certainly that was the driver behind it. Um, you know, we had been part, I had been part of other kind of forum-based organizations where, you know, you met with people on a regular basis, but it wasn't industry specific. And I think that, you know, having a formatted meeting that's facilitated, that helps, uh, you know, bring topics to the forefront. So the way mm -hmm. that the peer groups work is we start with an update form. So you, you have a group of questions that you answer that are going to help flush things that we have good ideas. Where are we having struggles? What's, you know, kind of draining the energy out of the business. And then it brings these, these issues to the forefront and into the limelight. And then we're able to go, okay, let's break these down and talk about them as a group of guys at, that are all doing it. It's not like a consultant or something. This is, mm -hmm you know, a group of eight or 10 people in the room who are running successful organizations that can say, well, when this happened in my organization, this is what I did successfully. Mm -hmm. And that's a game changer for, right. you know, companies like mine. Right. It's really, it's invaluable information that you're sharing. Because we've been through it, you know, and this is how we did it. And like a lot of times it's not even, hey, this is what I did and this is what worked. This is what I did and it didn't work. So don't try that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, right? there's a lot, keeps, of, you know, a lot of money. Yeah, it keeps yeah. you from making the same mistakes. Yeah, that's a good point, though. I think that's, I don't want our audience to miss that, that what you guys are doing is not, you're not coaching people to do something that you haven't done successfully. You're actually leading with the model of success right. and um, the types of failing forward that you talked about, but that is still part of your model of success. You guys are successful companies who've failed in the right ways, succeeded in the right ways. And you're saying, this is, this is how we do it. And you know, you're not preaching something that you can't perform yourself. So that's, that's the big differentiator of what you guys are providing in my opinion, uh, which it seems is. super valuable. Cool. It is, it is Chris. And you know, it's pretty cool because our membership now is, is, um, not just uh, U.S. based, but of course we've got some members that are uh, across Canada as well. We've mm -hmm. um, just brought on uh, three or four international members, um, a, a firm in the U.K. with a big operation, a firm in Germany, uh, and oh. a painting co contractor in, in Australia. And those three in themselves represent, you know, an enormous amount of business for those countries. And with their size and their scale, they also offer um, the CPIA and the rest of the members, a different perspective on how to scale up, you know, and, and how to grow, how to move into other regions, just all manner of things. So it's pretty, pretty interesting. We have members that, you know, do a million dollars in annual revenue. Uh, and we have members that do hundreds of millions of dollars in annual revenue. And the great mm -hmm. thing about the CPIA, really the culture of the group is one of inclusivity and 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 participation and sharing and it's uh everyone's learning from from everyone else it's been wonderful wow perfect sounds like a really tight community mm -hmm. so aaron i'm gonna direct the next question to you and i want to know how are we seeing commercial businesses changing um sure so i think well, one to lead in with, you know, piggyback on what Mike had kind of touched on there about international participation and larger companies. So 
and like our idea of sharing, you know, with the company specifically, the company in Australia came and we were talking and he said, you know, we've had this really good success with this paint recycling program. So I'm not going to go into too many details, mm. but it's something new and it's a new idea. And we are always looking at how can we get maintenance and recurring revenue out of our customers? And, mm. you know, they, and they're looking at it from like, how can we do that? And also stop putting paint in dumpsters and landfills and, you know, and be environmentally friendly, which I think is a big topic, especially when you're working for commercial clients and corporate initiatives, you know, they want to know, you know, mm. we get that list of questions from our big clients, like, what are you doing to be innovative and to try to, you know, move the industry forward. And so they put in a thing where they built a warehouse that they stock all of the leftover paint from the jobs on the back of a maintenance program. So now instead of you having paint laying all over these different buildings or getting thrown out or freezing. Now it's all in the temperature controlled warehouse. And then at a certain frequency per year, they go back and maintain these buildings with the paint that they're holding so that there's not so much wasted paint. And it's a way for them to have continuity with the customer. So then, you know, so for me, that was a great idea that came from this um, wow. association and came from a company not even in the country. And, you know, he's going to come present on that topic at our conference so like wow. that's the type of share that to me is really valuable mm -hmm. not just as obviously leading the organization but also as a member of the organization that owns a painting company mm. that's really neat to see that so do you think uh commercial painting companies across the world across the u.s in particular are becoming more in environmentally friendly and maybe environmentally conscious of you know yeah, not just how awareness. their awareness yeah you know i don't know some things we can do, some things we can't, you know, I think, and that's where we find stuff where, you know, if the coating is going to last a quarter of the time, but it's, a, you know, there has to be a balance between what's friendly and what's not, because it takes a lot of labor to get it on. So, um, right. but I definitely think it's, it's a good leg forward. And if it's something that we can do to improve the sustainability of our industry and make, stronger businesses it seems like that's the key right we get a win 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 everybody wins there and you know and the buildings look better because of the maintenance programs and i mean it's just it's a no-brainer so like that's mm. you know that's what we're looking for so now in the current u.s economy let's start there yep what kind of commercial contractors are becoming more and more successful and adapting really well because as they come in probably to your association you probably see people struggling with very similar things given the economic landscape currently, um, how, how do you see people adapting really well and, and thriving um, despite a lot of change? Sure. And, and this is basically, you know, the market that I know, the U.S. and probably parts, you know, most of Canada, North America would be, you know, what we're seeing is we saw the whole COVID thing. Now we're seeing, you know, we're getting away from the just-in-time international model. So it's strong in the logistics, distribution, warehousing, and manufacturing, right? Those markets are very strong right now. We're seeing a lot of activity in that. We're seeing um, a lot of funds start from, you know, international investment money, from hedge funds, you know, that are trying to consolidate industrial packages. So buying up a lot of industrial buildings, constructing industrial buildings. I mean, the occupancy rate on industrial real estate is through the roof. So that's been a very strong market. And I think that that's where we're seeing a lot of people lean towards. Obviously, you know, we have a lot of members. The government never stops spending money, as we know. So 
they there's a lot of people that lean towards that business that seems to do very strong and we're still seeing strong demand in the multifamily world you know the hoa you know building of apartments and condos and Mm -hmm. you know and i think hotels has still been very strong you know a lot of things got fixed up during covid but now they're back at you know record occupancies and people are traveling so we're, we're we're still seeing strength there new hotels hotel refurbs so those are some pretty big projects that we're seeing and i think that that's where a lot of our members are finding success and do you think it's a good time for new people to come into commercial painting um, as you see businesses starting out? I mean, I think it's a, it's an interest, it would be an interesting business just to start right out of the gate. I think you have to kind of perform, you know, some of the small, so you might be able to do commercial out of the gate, but you're not going to probably take on a government contract for half a million dollars. I mean, you have to figure out like, where am I financially? Where can I take it? But I definitely think that there's promise and there's opportunity in the commercial market. I mean, obviously the residential market has been very strong as home values have gone up across the country and, you know, people spent more time, did less vacationing. That market's been strong also. So it's hard for me to say like, you know, I look at these guys that have great residential businesses and it's like, if it's not broke, I don't know if I'd fix it, but if you're looking for another (laughs) Avenue, like I wouldn't kill my residential business just because there's another world out there. Mm. But I do think it's something that is definitely worth looking into as, you know, the work's a little bit more consistent, the contract sizes can be a little bit larger. Mm -hmm. Um, So once you, you know, once you get into a place where it makes sense, then yeah, I definitely think there's opportunities. I wouldn't stay away. Nice. That's a great answer. That's, (laughs) you may be thinking like, I wonder how to answer that, but that was great. Uh, That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Um, how I was looking for you guys um, who are big companies, but people who are just kind of dipping their toe in the water. And uh, and it, it sounds pretty promising, like you said. Well, and I think that one thing when you say that, you know, people dipping their toe, you know, like what we're trying to create, like, you know, this is partially CPA, partially the industry, giving people kind of an update of what's going on. But the, the thing that happens at these conferences is that's where you get in the room with the people that you want to be with, right? So it doesn't matter if you do a half a million or a million dollars in commercial painting contracting, you come to the conference, you're going to be sitting at the same table as a guy that does 50 million a year, you know? And that's a guy that I want to be, you know, you want to hang out with the people who are where you want to go, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that that's the huge opportunity for like these in-person events, you know, same Mm -hmm. as other industry events within for different segments, whether it be residential or industrial or, you know, there's opportunities, but you want to be in that room with the people that are doing it. And that's what we're really trying to facilitate at the CPIA is just those relationships and introductions and that network of people that we can all talk about this stuff and get better together. Hmm. Yeah. And, and without those safe places, I think this is worth emphasizing that you, if you're a business owner, you don't necessarily just go up to another business owner and ask how they're, be- how they're successful. What, what are their strategies? You kind of have to have that safe place where there's a collaborative atmosphere. There's kind of trust being built. The foundation for that kind of communication collaboration has been laid uh, because a lot of people won't share that stuff with you. So getting to a place of people who want to share an environment where it's it's the elites or it's the people who are kind of raising the standard and um, elevating the industry as we hear that that's a very unique environment that everybody should get to because um, that's where you're going to have those conversations. Sounds right. like powerful conversations. So um, I'm going to throw this one to either one of you who want to answer, but how can people find more about CPIA and how can they sign up if there are any tickets left for your big summit, your big event in Las Vegas 
Um, I know that Estimate Rocket is is going to be a proud sponsor, and we will be there. But how can we how can we get other people drive other people to that event? That's a, that's an easy one for me. I can handle that one. And that, <laughs> uh, if you go to our website, thecpia.com, uh, uh, there's a there's a clear link on the top of the page that will give you uh, access to registration for the event. So. Uh, save the date, if you will, and actually even better, probably go to the website and register. Uh, But it's October 10th to the 13th. And we're doing it at a beautiful uh, venue, a resort in uh, Henderson, Nevada, which is very close to the Las Vegas airport in Lake Las Vegas. It's a a Westin facility. Uh, That's be the the venue for, for the event this year. And you know, we'll start off um, with some, um, you know, fun stuff. I know that one of our lead sponsors, Sherwin-Williams, is um, very generously offering um, a Grand Canyon tour via helicopter. Oh, cool. Um, you know, which will be really, really fascinating. I, frankly, I've never done it, but I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, we start with that. That's on Monday. Um, and then we get into some, um, if you're in a peer group, obviously an opportunity to participate in the peer groups, but, you know, we get into a full schedule of, of panelists and a keynote speaker, a keynote speaker being an Olympic uh, gold medalist, pretty cool on Tuesday. And then a lot of, uh, generative and productive discussions and panels and speakers that are very specific to, running a a successful painting operation and uh, interspersed with that, there'll be time for all the folks in attendance to get together socially and uh, have the opportunity to play golf or, or, you know, uh, have a meal and and that kind of thing. But it's, uh, it's a very exciting uh, event and that we're, we're anticipating um, a very dynamic and, uh, and successful uh, time for everyone that comes. We co-produce the CPIA Leadership Conference with, uh, with TPC. And, and TPC is a company that does um, not just uh, media and marketing and publishing uh, for a long time. For years and years, they've published JPCL magazine for industrial coatings and such. But there's also a Connect event where there is an opportunity for the suppliers to our market to have private meetings with some of the uh, the commercial contractors in attendance. And that's also a dynamic experience. But from what we've heard from the attendees last year, the contractors, commercial contractors, and the suppliers that attended last year, it was probably the most valuable week of the year for them in terms of uh, return on, on their business. So yeah, it's coming up. It's uh, October 10th to 13th, registrations on www.thecpia.com. Excellent. Well, we're really excited about it. I know a lot of people are looking forward to that. Uh, just looking forward to mixing with people that are out there and meeting new people. It sounds like you have a lot of new people coming. So it's a good time for people to get involved if they haven't been there yet. So we want to encourage people to do that. We have the link in the show notes so people can look there too. 
Mike and Aaron, thank you so much for jumping on and giving us a peek into kind of almost exclusively what's happening in the commercial painting industry world. Uh, a lot of times we see the mix of residential, commercial, and some other trades, but this is a, quite a unique focus, and we're excited to hear from you guys and, and see you guys sometime soon. So thanks for being on the podcast. Yes, thank you so much. Absolutely looking forward to seeing you guys. Thanks for including uh, Aaron and I, and we look forward to spending more time with you all and, uh, and building our businesses together. This is Estimate Rocket Radio. Join our team at EstimateRocket.com. A lot of times it's not even, hey, this is what I did and this is what worked. This is what I did and it didn't work.